What's up, everybody? This is Travis Sterling and Lindsey Sterling with Until the Last Breath. Once again, thank you for joining our podcast, The Middle of the Story. Uh, tonight, we, on tonight's episode, we are on part four of how we got started. And we just want to first thank everybody for tuning in uh, today. For us, once again, it is 11.45 at night. Uh, oh my gosh. I don't know how we keep doing this. <laughs> well, I just got back into town. That's true. This evening, um, and it's been a long day. Uh, we have a lot going on, but uh, still got to report, uh, record the podcast. So no matter what time it is, and uh, we kind of want to uh, start off first by if you're a first-time listener, um, you know, uh, until the last breath has three focuses. Uh, once again, is dreams, identity, and legacy, and the middle of the story. This podcast is uh, basically focusing on the middle portion of not only our story, but eventually other people's stories as well, where the transformation and the power truly live. So we're going to be talking about issues in life um, with our own story, our own journey, and with other people as well that a lot of people don't like to talk about, that a lot of people don't like to really um, become vulnerable with, become transparent with certain type of issues, but that is the place that actually brings transformation, healing, power, revelation, relationship, intimacy with the Father. I mean, in the middle of the story, that's where it's really at, and that's a huge passion of ours, and that's the focus of this podcast. Um, so, if you have been following us, you know... Um, that we've been focusing on our own story first and really attaching the listener and um, the family members of Until the Last Breath to our own story and how we got started with Until the Last Breath and our journey as far as from 2013 to current date of stepping out and just following the voice of God and the dreams and the passions that he placed inside of us to go after in our own life. Um, if you haven't listened to part one, two, or three, I encourage you uh, to go back and to listen to those episodes. Um, we've already dived deep into shame that we have dealt with, performance issues that we have dealt with, um, understanding and establishing our value. Uh, we've also talked about uh, hardships of taking risk. Um, we've already we've dived deep into those areas within our first um, three parts. Expectation. Oh, expectation. That's a big one. Um, that was a big one. Did we talk about expectation? Yeah, in the first one. It's all about expectation. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that was a dope one, um, and that's huge. Uh, and tonight, on part four of our story. We're going to dive into like a particular experience and something that we actually went through uh, during the first year of us stepping out and following God and taking a lot of risk and attached to uh, the decision that we're going to talk about. The choice that we made includes being faithful um, with your finances, um, being generous, even in a time where... It really doesn't make sense to, to be honest with you, based upon where we were at. But we want to dive into that uh, and really kind of give you the details of um, that particular portion of our story. 
but what, what I want to do before we, we dive into that, uh, that portion of our story is just kind of connect everybody to where we're at once again, because last week we kind of talked about just specific issues and, and not really where we're at at this point in our journey. So we're still within that first year of stepping out uh, in 2013 to uh, we started our own business. Um, it had been thriving for about three or four years. Two. Or two, two years. Yeah, I'm way off in time frames. <laughs> <laughs> three or four years, been like six months. It was months. actually only two years old. It was thriving for about yeah. a year. Okay. Um, and then within that first year of us stepping out, everything went completely opposite of what we thought it was going to. And uh, we came to the realization that the season wasn't even about money, but it was out. It was about truly just growing closer with the father truly knowing God on a more intimate level as a father and who we are as sons and daughters and how we were created and the inheritances we already received so just going through all of that and you know these different topics that we've talked about the shame the um, identity issues the performance issues the expectation the risk the hardships um, understanding our value all of these things we've already talked about is that's been happening within this first year of us stepping out was pivotal because if you don't work out these issues now then when you do step into your calling when you do step into these areas of life that God has called you to with your dreams um, and your passions well they can actually begin to steal from your journey and from your life then actually give back to your life and to your journey so to overcome these issues and to work through them with God early on was so key for us and we just didn't realize it until we actually started going through the process so when we talk about these like specific um, issues that we've dealt with in these different areas of life it's still a part of our journey because ultimately that was is what was being worked out of us so we could carry more in the future so Tonight, we are going to talk about um, when we gave away a truck to a young man um, during, and I don't, names aren't important. No, no. So names aren't important. It doesn't change the value of the story. It doesn't change the weight of the story. Um, but the most important thing is, is, and I, this is where I want you to start off because this was actually your idea um, and I had to kind of come to terms with it uh but uh we want to talk about whenever we gave away when we gave away my truck to a young man because it was his dream vehicle yeah um it was his dream vehicle and we had just stepped out we were still within the first year so we weren't um behind on our home yet um but we were depending on the sale of that truck because we had decided yeah that we have two vehicles we'll keep your vehicle and let's sell my truck we don't need it. Yeah, we don't need two. And we can take that money. And I think it would have been, I thought it was 11000 for the truck because it was used. Um, but you said it was ten. I thought, well, it, that's what we were thinking we were going to. So let's back up. Um, well, so I we, don't want to go into the story yet of how it came to be. I kind of want to give them like a context of like why we were doing it. Because we were going to sell the truck because we needed money right. to continue to live. Our, our mortgage, basically. To pay mortgage, food, bills, because we'd already stepped away from um, 
the family business and we were still pursuing our own, but we had no business coming in. Because when we stepped away from our family business in 2013, family being it was owned by my uh, stepmother and my dad. And we'd stepped away, we being me and Lindsay, my wife, um, we had stepped away and we were running our own business. But the moment that we stepped away, things just started going south really quick. So we were like, you know, we need money. We don't need my truck anymore. We can sell it. And we're like, we can get 10, 11,000 for it. And that'll carry us on forward for a couple of months. And we truly had complete faith. Like, yo, this is like the perfect thing to do. Right. <laughs> and boy, were we wrong. Um, so from that point, start off on kind of how cause this is your idea on well, why to- you felt that. You know, or just start off wherever you I feel like you need to. I have to back up because my brain works chronologically. So, to like tell the story to its fullest. But it was, so we stepped out in August. I believe it was in September. Um, we had, we had decided that we didn't need your truck. So, right. we're like, we'll just sell it. And we'll have, you know, reserves to pay our mortgage for a while. Well, so it was one Sunday afternoon, we came up from church, we were napping on the couch, and the doorbell rings, and this young man, he was in high school, and his friend walk up to the door, and Travis answers the door, and he was like, hey, yo, man, like, I, this is my dream truck, this is amazing, it was like this, what is it, well, big dually truck? Yeah, it was, it was a Dodge, uh, um, 3500. It was huge. But... When he let it, there was no for sale sign. There was no for sale sign. I was getting to that. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> it's a dope story, so that it's kind of hard to kind of like sit back and like only let her tell the story because the story is well, freaking I sick. I only tell it. I no, just... I'm just saying, like, it's it's a dope story. So, um. No for sale sign. So, it's in Travis, the driveway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So Travis answers the door. The kid was like, hey, is your truck for sale? And, and Travis was like, well, actually, we've kind of been talking about selling it, but it's not really for sale at the moment. He was like, man, like, this is my dream truck. Um, I've, I've driven by, like, several times, and I've, I've admired it. If you, like, are willing to sell it, like, I'll buy it from you. And so Travis was like, well, let me, you know, talk to my wife. So he, came, he comes back in the house, and he's like, this kid wants to buy my truck. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, a sign from heaven because... We just talked about selling it. Yeah. But we hadn't put a for sale sign on it. It was literally just conversation at this point. Yep. And in walks this young man with his friend. And sweet. So, 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 yes. so sweet. So sweet. Sweet kid. And throughout this journey with him, like we start to learn some things about his family and, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But Well, I don't want to go too deep into no, that. No, I'm going to conceal the obviously but that's the pivotal point because so we were talking about selling him the truck so he brings his mother over like the next day or next night and and she said how much do you you want for the truck and so we told her I think 11,000 and then and we said you know what no we'll just give it to you guys for just 10 we'll call it even 10 and so she was like (laughs) excuse me she said okay well let me um I need to move some money around. Just give me like a couple days and I'll get back with you. And so it was within like that two day window. There was one night I was sitting in the bathtub and I was listening to this. Well, um, we had taken a test drive first. We took it for a test drive. 
and you, you might not have been in the truck, but it's a really important part because okay, maybe I wasn't there. He was so excited. I wasn't there. Like to see this kid driving this truck, I was just sitting in the back seat, and I'm just like, man, this is like this kid loves this truck, and there's nothing worse than giving your vehicle to somebody who won't take care of it. It's <laughs> not true. Seriously, <laughs> this, that is so frustrating, yeah. especially if you're gonna possibly see that vehicle from time to time and you take care of it with excellence and you pour your heart into it and it's a big part of your life, the last thing you want to do is give it to somebody and it totally just... They just not take care of it. Yeah, so that's not cool. But this kid, like you could tell, like he he was going to take care of it. He loved it. It was his dream truck. I mean, I think he was like 17. I think, wasn't he like a sophomore? 16 or 17. He was obviously old enough to drive, but he yeah. was he was young. He was young. And but like beyond his years. Oh, totally beyond yeah. it. Young little entrepreneur, man. Like, yeah. it was cool. So, um, the test drive was, was key for me because I could see like, you know, this truck would get taken care of. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. So, fast forward to um, after we had talked to his mom about you know, the price and she's trying to figure out how to move the money around, whatever. Um, I was in the bathtub and I was listening to a Heidi Baker message and she was talking about in this village in Africa, she would take the kids and they would go hand out, they'd have fill up backpacks full of cookies and they would, um, go hand out cookies to the underprivileged children. And the cookies, they would deplete their supply and then they'd reach back in and it'd be full again. And it was in that moment, like Holy Spirit told me, I want you to give the truck away. Mm. And I started weeping and he said, I want you to give this truck away because this young man doesn't have a father and this is his dream truck. And I want him to know that I'm a good father. It's dope. And I just wept and I wept and I think he walked into the bathroom or I went to you and I said, Oh no, I remember that moment clear. Where was it? Well, I was, I was upstairs praying. Oh. <laughs> I was upstairs praying because it was, um, I was just, I mean, that's what we do. And that's what, especially what we were doing, um, (laughs) during this season. Uh, but I was upstairs praying. I come downstairs after, um, a long time in prayer, come into the, uh, into our, uh, bathroom and you're like, Hey, God wants us to, uh, God wants me. God said that we need to give the truck away. Yeah. I literally didn't say anything. (laughs) I turned around and went right back upstairs to pray. <laughs> I had to go pray some more. Because I, I just remember, like, I'm like, we're this is the money that we're going to use to live yeah. off of. Yeah, we needed it. We didn't have We reserves. didn't have any reserves. So like, this, this is like, like our... 10, 10, 11,000, whatever that the number is. Like, this could carry us forward for at least, you know, three or four months. I yeah. mean, I mean, easily. So I'm like, oh. we had very low expenses at that time. And now looking back, I'm like, I wish we had that. Yeah, note for now. sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm like, I, this makes no sense to me. Like none. Um, so I literally went right back upstairs and started praying. Uh, but this is what's key about this moment, right? Because a lot of times you can talk about a story like this and yeah, it's dope, but you can kind of like, breeze over the emotions of the moment this is a hard moment yeah because you're like this is where you find out how close either you and your roommate are or 
you and your wife are. Mm-hmm. Whoever you're doing life with, you and your parents, whoever. But for me, for us, for our story, this was the moment that I was like, we're so close as a couple because there was no friction about it. No. It was it was just literally I'm going to go pray. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying I <laughs> didn't have questions and I wasn't like, what what is no, she talking about? No, I remember about? you just kind of stepped back and you looked at me and you were like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then he went upstairs to pray. Yeah, and I went upstairs to pray. <laughs> but but the beautiful thing about God is that when I went back upstairs to pray, and got before him when I came back downstairs there there was no doubt like there was no question like I knew like yeah this is exactly what we're supposed to do and there was a peace that literally just comes over you and you actually there's so much more value in what it's going to do for that person than what it can do for you because what it did for him I could we still get to see him we, driving uh, we that do. we, we do. still to date yeah to date seven years later yeah he still drives that truck around loves it loves it added added stuff to yeah. it I mean it just does my heart good because it's so cool to for so proud of that. he's so proud he's of so proud of it. yeah and you know we know his mom really well and it's just the value of all of that we, we came to know her yeah well, well we came after. to know her i'm just saying the value of all of that in comparison to you know ten eleven thousand dollars i mean it doesn't even compare yeah so but can i just point out something real quick like i think this is so cool how god works and it's so backwards to the way our minds like think is god literally brought this young man who had a desire and whose earthly father could not provide that for him. Mm-hmm. He brought that young man to our doorstep. Right. Ready and willing to buy that vehicle from us. Lo and behold, we sign over title to him. Yeah. Free and clear. Like yeah. we gave it to him. Like how amazing yeah, is that? It's freaking that dope. God is like, hey son, I'm going to lead you to this house and they're actually going to give to you something that yeah. your heart really wants. Like how is it, how beautiful of a picture of God's heart is that? And what's so sick is that if we wouldn't have taken that risk, that situation would have never happened. No. And literally the, re- the revelation that I'm getting now as you're talking in this moment, God was saying a lot of times what we risk the reward is really for other people. Yeah. And so good. And when you have the heart of the Father, or when it's being established, you actually see so much joy. Yeah. And your sacrifice is far less than the reward that they're gonna receive. Yeah. And I mean that's literally what happened. Without without us stepping out and taking that risk. That moment in history with him would have never happened. Yeah. And even his mom got to see the goodness of God. Well, and so so that was the day that, you know, the Lord said that. Then there was the following day, which was like the day of trepidation. When we went on the run? No. Well, yes. So we had... Wasn't that the same night? No, it was two different days. Oh. So the Lord spoke one night. The following day, we wake up and we're like... Are we really giving our truck away? So all of a sudden we start going reverse in our hearts. Like, 
Lord, did you really say, is this wisdom? And we really started talking ourselves out of, we were like, well, this, maybe this is a blessing that he came to our door. We didn't even have to advertise it for sale. He's going to pay us cash for it. This is a blessing. We need this money to get through. So we start backpedaling in our hearts and we got so confused. So later that evening, we went upstairs to our prayer room and we literally laid before God for two hours. I remember. And we came away just as confused as when we went in and we said, you know what? I love those moments. Let's go on a run. So it's like 1030 at night. Okay. In the area that we live, there's lots of trails, but it's very dark. Mm -hmm. People are not out running at 1030 at night. No. Except for us. So we went on this run and we were a pretty good ways from our house. And all of a sudden we see this flashlight bouncing towards us. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so strange. Somebody else is out on this trail. Well, as we're running past this person, I hear the word truck Mm. and I spun around and it was this young man's mother. Yeah. She was on the phone with her daughter talking about that vehicle that she was going to buy her son so sick and it was at that moment we meet on the trail mm-hmm. at 10 30 at night yeah and we looked at each other and like had the biggest smiles come across our face and at that moment it's like holy spirit was like you were supposed to give this truck away this yep. is your confirmation yeah so, yeah because we literally ran back to her we ran back to her like, we were like screaming her name out yeah and she's like what <laughs> like, oh my she's gosh freaking out. i didn't think anybody was on the trail at this time of night so, um, we, she was like, I was just talking to my daughter about, you know, the vehicle, whatever. And, um, I think she was trying to figure out how to make it work. And she, but she really, really wanted to do this for her son mm-hmm. because of everything that they'd been through as a family. And his father was no longer in the picture. And she as a mother, a mother that was a very hard worker, wanted to make this work for her son, but probably didn't fully have, it probably, not saying she didn't have the resources, it probably would not have been, it would have been a stretch. It would have been, it would have been less of a blessing. Right. If they would have had to pay for it, obviously, than us giving it to them. So in that moment, we, we just went up to her with grins as big as my And we were like, sorry, we want to, give the truck to your child uh, your son and and she was like what no 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 we can't no absolutely not we're like no yes this is what we want to do and she was like why would you do that and we were like this is god's heart for him he wants to be like a father to your son and she just started breaking down weeping right there and it was just this beautiful exchange and um yeah so that was that was an well, incredible moment. Yeah, and at, and at that point, then she, uh, we talked about, you know, okay, well, she's not going to tell her son that we decided to give him the truck, but they were going to come over, and she was just going to follow through like she was going to be paying for it, and then we were going to let him know whenever he came over to, when they came over to the house, and that's exactly what had happened. Like I'll never forget, man. They came over and all sat down in the living room, and. We told him, we said, hey, man, you know, we just, we really, really just want to give you the truck. And he kind of just looked at his mom and then looked at us. He was like, what? Because, you know, in a moment like that, if somebody says something, you're you're trying to process, yeah. like, okay, did I hear that right? 
is is, is I don't get it. Given and the fact that we were all strangers, like seriously. a few days prior. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know them a few days until mm-hmm. a few days prior, and um, we were like, yeah, man, we just we really want to just we feel like God, this is what God's wanting us to do. We just want to we want to give you the truck, and I mean, obviously, he was just a, like ecstatic. Uh, if that's not even a word, not even pronounced that right. Ecstatic, yeah. I mean, he was, he was freaking stoked. Um, that's more my language right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was stoked, and um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. So full of joy for yeah. us and for them, and it was absolutely worth it. It was, it was, it was absolutely worth it. And like we said, to date, we still see him. Driving that truck around sounds great, looks great. He's enjoying every. I, I've never seen that kid not smiling, but, <laughs> but especially when he's in that truck. I mean, he's just you know ear to ear, man. He's grinning, and I know for me, and this is where I want to like really connect, um, like the listener to to the story. Because a lot of times in testimonies, it like it, it's powerful. But I want to like provide like a connection point where, for me. What it did was it really breaks off um, the poverty yeah. uh, mentality in moments like that because, you know, the, the natural mind would tell you during that moment of time that you shouldn't have given the truck away, but instead you should have sold it Yeah, because we needed that money in order to live. But the heart of the Father can see things taking place that we know nothing about. And that's why it was so important to go through that and to where we can now be more connected with the Father's heart to where if seasons like that ever come again or as we, you know, journey through life pursuing um, passions and things that He has placed in us, callings destinies purpose because ultimately that's what it's all about right yeah. like we're, we're pursuing purpose we're pursuing this destiny and these callings and things that he's placed inside of us that if he calls you to do it again that you've already worked out the poverty mentality I'm not saying that it doesn't try to uh, attach itself to you yeah. but you can recognize it and you can check it um and You've, cl- you've closed the gap on your relationship with God. And to be generous during a very, very hard financial season of life, to me, it's all, it, it was literally all worth it just for that moment. Yeah. Um, so if you are right now, you know, that middle portion of your story, if Especially now, I mean, given the where we're at right now, with the COVID nineteen going on, um, a lot of people are in financial hardship. Um, you know, being able to help people out during this time, uh, being able to give, um, it's it's a part of the Father's heart. Yeah. Um, so, if you are going through a financial hardship, um, I would say just really really embrace the moment and really seeing what God's because he's always doing more than just one yeah. thing and it's usually never really just about money it like never is never is <laughs> um, it's more about of a heart issue yeah 
uh, and just really embrace what he's trying to do because um, it's different for everybody uh, and then lean into that like we've talked about uh, and that way ultimately the main the main the main thing that comes from leaning into what he's doing is it draws you closer to him so uh, this this was also a really pivotal point for us I think as a married couple because it's a very very hard decision to make and I think that's where seasons like this where you actually grow stronger in the spirit realm together than just in the natural realm to where you're just on the same page yeah right um you just there's no there's no questioning is this right or is this wrong like you just get you you get these confirmations because you're connected in the spirit and you trust one another hears too right exactly and you know because we've had issues in the past where we're like man i didn't hear that yeah (laughs) or you know different amounts to give and you and yeah you have to work you have to work through that stuff um but the openness the transparency uh was key and that was really established in our marriage during that during that time. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things for people to really take away from this story, uh, and I mean, because if you remember after after that moment was done, I mean we had one vehicle now. Yeah. Um, and then we still didn't have any known money that was coming in. Um, but we did start receiving like random gifts from people because I think we were still doing the encounter yeah. at that time. So we would have random people just sewing a couple hundred here. There was one time I found three $100 bills stuck underneath a bowl somewhere. That's right. I found After it like we a week cleaning. later with just an anonymous note that was like, <laughs> you know, God's in, on what you guys are doing. I believe yep. in you. Love you. Yep. I was like, babe, I just found three hundred dollars. What in the world? Yeah. And then we had a, uh, and then we had some uh, people they give us two thousand. Yes. As well, um, and that that was random, and but it was it was never like back to back. It was always God always took us to that final chapter, so to speak, that final moment of you're like, all right, you know what? Like I've had enough. <laughs> Like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, something needs to come in. I don't understand what you're doing. You know, and it's almost like a repetitive cycle. That eventually the cycle be, just becomes smaller and smaller. Yeah. But he always, always came through. And I would love to say that he tied it up with a pretty little bow and our bills never lapsed. And he always came through at the final moment and it was just the right dollar and cents to meet that need that like almost never happened for us um no and we would have had we would have had the money to pay the bills right with the truck had we not given the truck away and then having to tell family that we were giving the truck away (laughs) they all look at us like we're we're stupid (laughs) but that's just where heavenly wisdom trumps earthly wisdom and in those moments but there were people that appreciated it yeah absolutely people that appreciated it and championed it um, which we honestly it did not matter to us 
one way or the other. If people no. agreed or disagreed, we knew what the Lord said, and that was that's what we did. Yeah. And the joy was tremendous, it, even in the midst of the unknown and uncertainty of, well, where is this money going to come from to pay our note? Is our house gonna? Are we gonna foreclose? You know, it. It just trumped it all. Right. It trumped all of that. So, um, that, and it was after that point, I think I had this expectation too that doing that yeah, was going to, about that. It was going to unlock God's favor and just turn our situation around. And that's not why we did it no. at all. No. It's just after, in, in the aftermath of it, I'm thinking, oh God, you know, we did this great thing and, and now you're going to reward us by making sure all of our bills are paid on time and you're going to start bringing jobs in for our business and we're going to, it's just up from here and actually was the opposite. It started spiraling and unraveling. Um, but that's when he started to unravel us and then do like surgery. It's because experience trumps theology. Yep. And that, that's one of the biggest things that I had to learn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is experience always outweighs theology? Because there can be a lot of different theologies on giving. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality, and it's a hard, hard reality to face, especially whenever you're having to relearn during the season. Yeah. <laughs> instead of learning before it comes. But how are you going to respond if the reward doesn't look like what you expected it to be? Yeah. And that was a really hard reality to face because we get a lot of different teachings on what the what the return should look like. Right. It's very confusing too. Yes, it's very confusing, especially when there's a lot of different opinions and theologies and you're just trying to soak up and learn because you just have a heart to learn and to be close to the Father. And it's not until you actually start going through something like this and you start experiencing that, I'm actually really upset and confused right now. Yeah. And I'm questioning, I'm questioning you, God, because of what I've been taught, because what I'm experiencing looks a lot different than what I've been taught. Yeah. Those are moments of truth. Yep. Like, if, if you take anything from this podcast, take this right here. Lean into those moments. Do not turn away from them. Yeah. No matter how ugly they look, no matter what anybody is saying, if you're in a moment, if there's an experience, a moment that you're experiencing something with God that is contradicting the theology that you've been taught and you don't know what to think, you can seek counsel, yes, but I encourage you to get on your face. Yeah, so good. Get on your face before God and say, what are you doing? Yeah. Because many times we get advice from people and they give us advice based upon their own experiences, which is good, but their experience may not be what God is doing right then with you. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So if you can get on your face and get clear communication with the Father, well, then it, there, then it will give you direction and it will give you peace yeah. on what He's doing. And therefore, your experience 
no longer theology no longer becomes truth for every situation you go through right because there was a lot of questions that we had that during that time especially financial yeah that we're like god i know what's taught but i'm having a hard time in this moment right now do i approach you as god right or do i approach you as father because the father understands where we're at yeah I feel like a God, the the God to servant relationship is very cut and dry, but the father to son relationship is very intimate, very understanding. Like I don't understand what what is this moment right here, yeah. and really getting to what that looks like in that moment. Yeah. Um. But and it's just very. It's just a very it's just a very intimate face to face relationship that it just cannot be replaced like you just you just ha- it just has to be established yeah it does and if you like i've always heard that don't ask the question why because it's a victim question and i respectfully disagree with that if unless you're coming from a victim perspective which is like oh why god why god why i feel like t- to ask god why is an invitation to relationship mm. Because during that question, during that season, that's all that I asked him, God, why this, why that, why? And he literally guided me through my own heart stuff. And I saw that he's not my accountant. This is not about finances. This is not about spreadsheets. This is about my heart. Mm-hmm. It's about our heart. Yeah. And ask him why. Hey God, why why is this going on right here? What do you think about that? How does this look? How does this translate to me? What does your word say about that? And how does why does my experience contradict this? He will speak to you. Yeah. Like I would never turn my child away when my child's heart was to know me more and he was asking me why. Mm-hmm. That's what my posture was. Was God, I'm asking you not because I'm a victim because I want to be closer and I right. want to know your heart and I want to know your ways. Right. And it was during that season where he showed me like I'm transitioning you from a servant to a child, like a servant to a daughter. Still. And I had never and and really a servant to a friend and I had never experienced that before and it can be a very um confusing time when you're used to being like a servant, like I take orders and you tell me what to do and I do it and it all works out. But then when you start learning how to exercise a little bit of freedom when you're a friend, that can be kind of tricky ground, yeah. you know, and it, and it's still confusing even to this day to oh, know, yeah. <laughs> God, how does this work? Are there moments when I need to operate as a servant and there's moments when I'm allowed to operate as a friend and a daughter? I mean, are you going to back me up or am I taking orders right now? What does this look like? And, but it's it's literally just about having a fluid relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And once you get to that place, you start to recognize his movements, even how slight they may be. You're like, oh, I sense you're doing this. Okay, right. so I'm going to lean here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to sway this way because you're moving over here and not like, you know, I thought you were moving over here. It's just about intimacy. And yeah. that's what that that whole season was for us. But, and it looks it looks different for everybody, um, but you just have to get to a point where your heart and your intention becomes more about having a deep relationship with him than truly getting answers yeah. from him. 
the answers will come. It's just a lot of times, I know within my own personal experience and what we went through, a lot of times the answers came different than what I expected. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was the answer until later. Um, and, and a lot of times the, the answers come or the clarity comes uh, delayed because he's preparing the heart yeah. for the answer. Because if you were to get the answer prematurely, then you might not be able to handle the weight yeah. of what was just given to you. Um, but that's my own personal experience. And listen, there could be this whole life with God, this whole journey that we were on, that we're still on, and that we do not have fully figured out, that we're still walking through um, different issues. Um, and it's a mystery. Yeah. Like I realized I'm, that was another big, <laughs> another big, like just in my face. The more I pursued him, the more I started realizing the less I know him. Yeah. And I know that may sound like really confusing, but basically it's like the deeper that we go with the father, the more we realize like, wow, there, there's a whole nother part of him that I didn't even realize existed. Yeah. And I do believe that when we're living a life of pursuit and mystery, that will be until the day we see him in heaven. Yeah. Like, I just, I just truly believe that. Um, I've always kind of... I've kind of lived by like, I don't really hang out with people who think they got it all figured out because I can't learn anything from them. Yeah. Like I want to be with people who have mystery yeah. to their life that you can constantly, like you said, it's, it's okay to ask questions from with the right heart posture attached mm -hmm. to them. Like if your motive is to draw closer yeah. to the father, there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Because ultimately, you just want to be with him, and that's that's the main the main focus. Um, but this, I mean, like this was just a very small portion, you know, with this story with the truck um, of the entire journey. I mean, we're still like within the first year, mm -hmm. um, but there's just there's so there's just so much that took place, and like we're gonna. She's better at resting, like in the the story, as far as like part one, part two, part three. Like I've already almost in my mind been like, <laughs> okay, we need to kind of wrap this like parts of our story up. But at the same time, I'm like, that there's so much that there's so much like you can't rush moment. it. No, and I want to say this because I've gone back and listened to the podcast, and we talk a lot about money in this segment where we're talking about how we got started. And it's not because that's all we care about. It's because that's the tool that God used to get to our hearts. Right. So just have grace on us. We are not like money focused, money weird people. No. Um, we just, that's, we reference that a lot because it was through, you know, our struggle and our lack that God really got a hold of our hearts and just unraveled us and began to. Um, well, the money was a byproduct of the business. So it was huge as far as, because we had, like we talked, like we had to set the momentum. Yeah. Like we couldn't come beside somebody and depend on somebody else to go out and earn an income for our house. Like we had to do it ourselves. Yeah. So 
the byproduct of that was it was a major focus right. to our journey. But it has nothing to do with it being the focus of our life. No, no. At all. It just was a tool for that season. Like we would never gave away a truck if that was the case. Yeah. I mean, so. I just don't want people to get tired of hearing about us talking about money. <laughs> we haven't we didn't talk about it much in the other episodes. I mean, I maybe like the first one. Like, uh, like our stories kind of built around our struggle with finances. I mean, that's a huge part of it, though. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. That. But whether it's whether it's whether you're whether the struggle or what God uses. Right. Whether it's money, whether it's relationships, um, whether it's uh, but whatever whatever it is, uh, the ma- the main thing, regardless of what it is, is to draw closer to Him, um, because I think it, I mean, and I'm literally getting this as we're talking too. Is I think money was a big part of uh, what had to be worked out because I know for me value value, and then also using it for the right reasons. Like, we were never big spenders, but I can honestly say back then, I didn't have the intention with money like we do now to where we're really, truly, the money that comes into our household, I look at it like, okay, yes, money you can use for enjoyment, but mainly, it's to build his kingdom. Yeah. And that's not a christian statement. So like, that's really my heart. Like, yeah. that's that's the heart of this house is the resources that come into... It's a resource at the end of the yeah. day. Just, yeah. The money that comes into this house is to build his kingdom, provide for this family, but also to provide for other people. Yeah. And that was established during that season. Our whole paradigm of how we look at money and resources, oh, finances... It totally shifted. Yeah, it just... It shifted. It, yeah. it, it set in place so many things that we thought, honestly, were already there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's just been preparing us to carry a greater load yep. in terms of finances. And, I mean, I'm sure we still have room to grow, obviously. Oh, yeah. But we're way better off than we were then. We'll forever be students. Yeah. I mean, that'll, that'll never change with the right heart posture. You're always wanting to grow. Um, to learn more because ultimately just draws you closer to him. So uh, we hope you enjoyed like that, that story because uh, it's just, we've had so many people that when we told them the story, they're like, you gave away a vehicle. Like it's a big deal for, for a lot of people. But I think that as your heart grows, it's not even about what you're given. It's literally just, it, you, you're no longer attached to the item. It doesn't own you. You truly own it. It's yeah. a true resource. I think it. I think that really took the limits off of our minds. That's true. Too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because before we would have been like, oh, a vehicle. You're giving away a vehicle. That's like giving away a house. Like it's a step down from giving away a house. I can't wait till we give, get to give another one. I know. Away. I think it just took a limitation off of us. Yeah. To, to realize, hey, you can do this, and you're still going to survive, and you're going to be fine, and it's going to be a blessing to somebody else. And it was that's one of my favorite stories from our that whole season of our lives because it bring it still brings me so much joy to just remember how it all played out. Right. Yeah. It was 
beautiful and and seeing god's heart for that young man mm-hmm. was so beautiful yeah so so we want to thank y'all for uh tuning in tonight um or today depending on whenever you uh you listen to this uh but i just want to uh to leave y'all with the gifts the dreams the desires the passions the destiny the purpose that god has placed inside of you to embrace it and to really figure out what it is and ultimately you find out those areas of your life they become a byproduct of your relationship first with the father understanding who you are as a son and as a daughter how valuable you are created in the image of the flawless father the inheritance that we received through jesus understanding your worth through jesus understanding that portion the identity portion will automatically give you revelation into why you were created it will automatically give you insight into your purpose and your destiny and also it will give you the character to sustain the gift over a long period of time which will ultimately only bring glory to your own story with the father so i encourage you to embrace the season that you are currently in say yes if you know you need to say yes and whatever issues need to be worked out be honest with yourself be honest with the people around you and let god work those things out continually along the way we're never going to arrive we'll always be in process but it can be a healthy process so this is just a portion of the middle of our story um, and things that god has been working out through us that ultimately got us to where we are today with until the last breath Uh, but with that said babe would you like to close with anything you good I'm just there's just one thing that I keep hearing in my mind is um, you have to lance the wound in order for it to heal. That's dope. Like what it's, is lance? It's lance a medical mean? term oh. for like cutting it open. No, okay. Um should have known that. So <laughs> I just think that sometimes there are wounds that we have whether it's surrounding a relationship or an issue and sometimes when you're allowing the Lord to really work and get dig in there it exposes things that you didn't know were there um, that can be wounds and so I would just encourage you if you have any place in your heart that's wounded or any sore spots that when he's kind of digging around and these issues are, are coming up and the Lord's wanting to kind of unravel some things in your heart when when things get tender, like just lean into him. Yeah. Like he's a really gentle surgeon. Come on. Like That's he's dope. he's not he, he's not reckless with your heart. He's not mean. He's so patient. Yeah. I mean, he sat with me morning after morning when I would sometimes spew very ugly things at him because there was so much pain coming out of my heart that I didn't realize was rooted in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it was just being exposed during that season. So if you're going through something and there's pain coming out, just let it come out. Like 
Let That's all right. the mess from the wound come out because it has to come out so it can be cleaned and healed. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just... Um, and find somebody who you can... Like you talked about last episode, um, I think you find somebody who's basically a safe place mm-hmm. for you to release to. Yeah. People you trust. Yeah. People that can pray with you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you are a believer or not, like the blood of Jesus is real. It right. It is powerful and... I learned a lot. I spent a lot of time with Jesus, mm-hmm. breaking generational curses and going after some things that he was revealing during that time. It wasn't just about shame, and it, some of it was generational stuff. Yeah. Um, so I know that's kind of taboo for some audiences, but it was part of my story, and I I have come on the other side of it. And Stoke. there's a lot of power in in recognizing the blood of Jesus and wielding your sword when it's time to do that. Yeah. Um, and also learning how to rest and yep, that was huge for me. How to war in rest mm. was what we learned a lot yeah. in that season. That's actually a, that's going to be next week's topic. That's good. Warring from rest. Yeah. Warring. From, there's a, there's a time for rest and then there's a time for war. He basically, we don't want to dive into it right now. No, I was just saying like he basically, restricted us from being able to strive yeah and it was it was based you know if you put a hamster on a wheel you're and about it, you're about to go wait no, i'm not i'm not i'm just saying like now you got me all in my head i lost my train of thought <laughs> i'm just saying we don't want to dive too no, that's like a whole nother i'm not episode. going into okay. a whole nother right. episode my bad. just yeah not striving and just learning to rest and trust him. There's a season for that. And there's a season for wielding your sword and just right. recognizing the two. But let him let him heal the wounds. He's he's so kind yeah. and patient and gentle. My bad. I didn't mean to take your thought like that. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. Um, so, but, so I guess we'll, do you want to end in prayer? Yeah, or you can if um, you're feeling it. Mm, I'm not really feeling it. You want to pray? pray? I prayed last week. All right. right. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for the people that are listening. Um, God, I just pray that you would allow this podcast to be a doorway to your heart where people really experience your presence and your love. Yeah. And that they would just encounter you through this time. Pray that your anointing would be upon our words, God. That anointing that breaks chains and bondage and releases people into their destiny releases people into new realms of understanding who you are and understanding what's possible to them yeah and i just bless every single person listening i pray that they would feel your tangible presence and your love just wash over their heart i pray that um, you would just give them grace to allow you to prod in areas of their hearts where maybe they've had walls up maybe they've not wanted to look at certain things or um kind of let you in where it's sore i pray that you, you just give them a grace for that um i just yeah i just bless their journeys I just thank you father for them and i just call them blessed in jesus name amen amen yeah. well thank you again so much for uh for tuning in this see this evening always jacks me up it's evening time but you're gonna listen to it tomorrow during the day it always messes me up but i hope y'all enjoyed uh uh this episode um and 
if you haven't had a chance to go back and uh, listen to the other episodes, uh, please do. It'll kind of give you a foundation of tonight or today's episode. Uh, and then you can check us out on our other uh, platforms, uh, our YouTube channel, Until the Last Breath, our Instagram page, uh, Until the Last Breath underscore TM. Our Facebook page is uh, Sterling Travis. And uh, we have our Twitter page, Travis UTLB. Um, and we probably have one other page. Uh, oh, yeah, we're on TikTok now, too. Travis UTLB, which TikTok is dope. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> TikTok is dope. I haven't had much uh, yeah. good experience um, on there. But anyways, we're trying to reach everybody. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no barrier. Um, so we're just trying to reach everybody and get... Um, not only the brand and our story, but get Jesus and the Father on every platform as possible, because that's part of our story. Yeah. And um, he's dope, and trust me, he's real. Yeah, he is. Um, so, thank you again for tuning in. We love y'all so much. Every Wednesday, we're releasing a podcast episode, and we hope you enjoy this, and we will talk with you next Wednesday. Say bye. 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 Later.